This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 76, and today we hear about the deadly cassowary. to another episode, episode number 76 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. I am your host, author Frederick Fishman of the 12 book, 120 animal, Visit the Series books in Kindle and print and audiobooks and audible.com for the audiobooks or Amazon and a Visit the Zoo DVD. And I want to tell you about the three websites we've got going. First of all, our main host website, which is at Zoo Animals. That's Zoo Animals, plural, dot info, zooanimals.info. And then my main author site is at Frederick Fishman, F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. And all of our merch, and we've got a lot of it, everything from t-shirts and hats and cups and all types of goodies. You can get all the links for that at zooswear.com. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. And try and check that out if you could. We're still working on our subscription Animal Central site, which will have 15 separate packages of content in one site. And it's pretty exciting, and it's going to be pretty rich and uh, content-packed. So I'll let you know when that's up and going. Okay, business has been taken care of, out of the way. Let's get going. Today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you an animal news story. And then followed by that, I would have normally given you five curate content stories that you can go to and read on your own. However, we have no internet service here. It's been down intermittent for the last 24 hours. And I don't know what's going on because it kills the internet and television and phone and alarm and uh, four services in one all down. So unless I can get to the internet, I can't get the stories. If I can't get the stories, I can't tell you the titles. And I can't tell you the titles. I can't give you the links. So by the time you hear this, it means we have service. However, it's going to take me time to get those stories up. But I will have that up for you either on the blog at vtzlife.com. Those are the five curated content links, vtzlife.com. Or I'll just put the links in the description for this podcast. But I do have one animal news story here that's going to tie into the animal description because we'll be talking about the same animal. So let me read this to you. This just was released a couple days ago. It was released on Sunday, April the 14th, 2019. And the title of this story is A Cassowary, a rare emu-like bird attacks and kills a Florida man, officials say. And this is dispatched, by the way, from CNN. A cassowary, a giant bird with long claws on each foot, killed its owner, after he fell in the backyard of his Gainesville, Florida home, officials told CNN. The bird's owner, Marvin Hajos, who is 75, according to CNN affiliate WCJB, made the initial call to 911 on Friday at about 10 a.m. A second call came from another person at the scene who reported a medical emergency involving a large bird. Hajos was transferred to a nearby hospital where he died. The cassowary remains on Hajo's property as authorities conduct an investigation into the attack. The owner was a breeder of the rare bird that is native to Australia, New Guinea, Alachua County, Deputy Fire Chief Jeff Taylor said. The death was an accident, officials said. It appears the man fell and the cassowary was startled and attacked him after the fall. 
The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission considers cassowaries class 2 wildlife, meaning they pose a danger to humans and are subject to specific cage requirements. Class 2 is the same category as alligators, honey badgers, clouded leopards. Class 1 includes traditional predators such as lions, tigers, and bears. The cassowary is a large flightless bird most closely related to the emu, according to the San Diego Zoo. It can run up to 31 miles per hour through dense underbrush and jump almost 7 feet into the air and is a skilled swimmer, so it can defend off threats. They can grow up to 5 feet tall, and the heaviest females can weigh up to 160 pounds, the zoo says. Males weigh about 120. The cassowary is rightfully considered the most dangerous bird in the world. Each three-toed foot has a dagger-like claw on the inner toe that is up to four inches or ten centimeters long. Cassowary can slice open any predator or potential threat with a single kick. All right, let's go now to the animal description, and it's a little more detailed about the cassowary. Sometimes when you look at or experience an animal, you are seeing an evolution of that animal, where it is now compared to where it was, billions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions of years ago. It's not so with the cassowary. It's a species that is somewhere in size between an ostrich and an emo. What you're looking at when you see a cassowary in the flesh or cover photo, as you see in this episode, you are seeing a dinosaur, a living dinosaur, and that is the cassowary. The big ones are gone, of course, the big dinos, but the smaller ones, the birds and the cassowaries of this world, they survived. And the cassowary, the Komodo dragon, the lizard in your backyard, they're all relatives of the dinosaur. And like was said in the news story, the cassowary is a large flightless bird, almost six feet tall, weighing 120 to 160 pounds with that dagger-like four to six inch middle fat claw with a powerful musculature behind it that can slit a prey or human open like a Christmas package. They can run up to 30 miles an hour, so you will not outrun it. They are shy of humans, however, and they are very territorial and will protect their young. They will and have killed humans, dogs, and small mammals with ease. They eat mainly fruit, but they are omnivorous, which means they'll eat just about anything. And that includes fruits, flowers, fungi, snails, insects, frogs, rats, mice, as well as carrion, which is dead animal carcasses. They are part of the ratite species of ostrich emu, the rayas, and the kiwi. They are found deep in the forest an adept at disappearing. Places like northern Australia, New Guinea, east Nusa, Tengara, and the Malaku Islands. The females are larger, the males are a little smaller, and they can jump over seven feet tall. They effectively use sounds to communicate in especially low frequencies, and I want to play you a little clip of what they sound like.
know, that low sound, the last thing that you heard there, that is not artificial or man-made. That is coming from that cassowary. And the scientists believe that that particular sound that they make is a territorial sound, which means stay out of my way and out of my home. And they were first documented in killing humans and back in 1926. And the latest, of course, was a couple days ago, April the 12th, 2019. Their average lifespan is 40 to 50 years, and they're a pet that I would guess that not too many people would want to have. Now, normally I would uh, be giving you right about now either a poem or some animal joke or some funny saying about animals, but I'm going to do a a little diversion here because I found an article about podcasts. And even though it has nothing to do with the animal world, it has to do with podcasting about animals, which is what we do here at Visit the Zoo. And there's just some fascinating statistics uh, that have been put out by a site called Buzzsprout from a study that was done by Forbes. So I just want to give you some stats just to let you know about how podcasting is growing. There are, by the way, about 700,000 active podcasts right now that you can access. And there are about 29 million episodes as of this month, April 2019. In 2018, Apple confirmed that back then, in June, that there were about 550,000. So you can see it has grown quite a bit. Now, let me just give you some U.S. podcast statistics. 51% of the U.S. population, that's half, has listened to a podcast. And 49% of podcast listening is done at home. 22% of listening is done in the car. And listeners have been studied as being loyal, affluent, and educated. So, very good. Congratulations, everybody. You're loyal, and you're smart, and and you're doing well. Now, as far as how much of each podcast people listen to, 80% of the people listen to each podcast almost all the way through. 35% listen to the entire episode, and another 45% listen to most of the episode. So, that's about 80% that listen to most or all of a podcast. Here's some other interesting statistics. Um, Almost 50% of all homes are podcast fans. That's over 60 million homes. 70% of the U.S. population is familiar with the term. About 22% listen to podcasts weekly. That's up from 17% in 2018. 16 million people in the U.S. are avid podcast fans. 50% of podcasters are male. 45% of monthly podcasters have household income of over 75,000 and 27% of the U.S. podcast listeners have a four-year college degree. Now, as far as the breakdown of the type of podcast that people listen to, first of all, 22%, like I said before, listen while in a vehicle and podcast listeners subscribe to an average of over six shows. 65% of monthly podcast listeners have been listening for less than three years. Comedy is the most popular podcasting genre followed by education and news. And I think that's where we fall in here in Visit the Zoo. We're education and news. Now, here's some odd statistics that they got, and I don't know what it has to do with anything, but I'll read them to you. Podcast listeners are more likely to own a smart speaker like an Amazon Alexa or Google Home. Now, this is uh, these are so strange. I don't understand what the relevance is, but 51% of bottle-watered households are podcast listeners. 57% of baby food households 
are podcast listeners. 53% of beer households are podcast listeners. And 56% of juice households are podcast listeners. I don't know how that figures in, but, you know, they're the stats anyhow. And as far as globally, the most listeners are in South Korea with 58%. Spain has 40%, Sweden 36 Australia 33%, United States 33 United Kingdom has 18%. But anyhow, I just thought I would give you a few interesting statistics about podcasting these days. All right, I'm going to read you two poems now. They are related, but they are from different perspectives. The first poem is from Sierra Marston, and this was published in January of 2009, and her poem is called Wolves. Wolves howling towards the moon, gray and dark, sitting on a rock, snow falling all around, pine trees swaying, green and white, soft like a feather, goes to sleep, wakes up in the snow, covered in a blanket, joins the rest of the pack to get the kill for breakfast and again for the next day and the next. This is a poem from John Drinkwater and it's called Deer, which is most likely a prey of the wolves. Shy in their herding dwell the follow deer. They are spirits of wild sense. Nobody near comes upon their pastures. They are life they live. Of sufficient beauty, phantom, fugitive, treading as in jungles free leopards do. Printless as eve light, instant as dew. The great kind are patient. The homecoming sheep, knowing our bidding. The fallow deer keep. Delicate and far, their counsels wild, never to be folded, reconciled. To the spoiling hand, as the poor flocks are, lightfoot and swift and unfamiliar. These you may not hinder, unconfined, beautiful flocks of the mind. And that is a wrap for this episode number 76 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. And I want to thank you very much for joining me today. And as always, wherever you listen or however you listen, but especially on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our host site again is Zoo Animals, plural, zooanimals.info. And you can check out all of our merchandise at zooswear.com. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. So please do take care of yourself. I guess I'll see you next week. I hope I do. Bye for now.